So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. You have are in, in, in for a treat. I have <clears throat> Rod Cleef. He has the number one most downloaded show and podcast in the real estate space. It's called Lights Lifetime Cash Flow for Real Estate Investing. I want to introduce my good friend Rod Cleef. He he is a doer. Uh, he's he's got an amazing story. He's gonna share with us his whole story. You're going to find it. It's going to be drop dead, gorgeous, amazing. Uh, it is not just a pretty picture. It has a lot of strife in it. But he also has owned, uh, you know, over a couple hundred thousand or two thousand houses, um, multiple apartments. He has a breadth of knowledge. So, Rod, welcome to the show, brother. Oh, thanks for having me, my friend. Thank you. That's the most colorful intro I've ever gotten. I love it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were talking before we started this thing and, and just kind of give me your backstory of, of, of how you sure. started real estate. Yeah, let, let me let me go back because I think I think your listeners will, will it'll resonate with them. So, you know, I am I immigrated to this country when I was six years old uh, with my brother Albert, my mother's Vancha, and uh, we came over from Holland and we ended up in Denver, Colorado, where I lived for 30 years. But you know, we didn't have very much money. You know, I know you grew up poor as well. I I, I mean we I my, I wore clothes from the Goodwill through junior high school, you know, expired food because that's all we could afford, powdered milk because that's all we could afford. And, you know, I know that I'm sure some of your listeners had it harder than I did. And maybe you even had it harder than I did. And, and, but I knew I wanted more, you know, and, and my mom had an incredible work ethic. Uh, she bought the house across the street from us when I was 14 with babysitting money. She babysat kids. She used her babysitting money to buy the house across the street from us when I was 14 for about 30 grand. When I was 17, she told me that it had gone up to $50,000 in value. So she'd made $20,000 in her sleep. And I'm like, what? I'm not going to college. I'm getting into real estate. So I got my real estate broker's license when I turned 18, right when I turned 18, you could do it with education. Now you have to have experience to become a broker. But I was a broker when I turned 18 and I'm going to be rich in real estate. Right so my, my first year in real estate, I made about eight grand. My second <laughs> year, I maybe made about 10 grand. But my third year, I made over a hundred grand. So what happened? And back in this is 1981. Okay, a uh, hundred grand was a decent chunk of change in 1981. So what happened between year two and year three? Now what happened was I discovered that there's a psychology to success. And success in anything is 80 to 90 percent your mindset and your psychology, and only 10 to 15 percent the real estate stuff we talk about on our podcasts. That it's really mindset that you have to have the mindset to push through fear, to get uncomfortable, to take massive action, to build that life of your dreams. And so I discovered a guy that taught me about that. And, you know, fast forward to today, 
I've owned over 2,000 houses, like you said, that I rented long-term. You know, I did the whole wholesaling and flipping thing too, but these 2,000 houses I rented long-term. I've owned multiple apartment complexes. And in 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept, okay? Uh, there's a punchline though, uh, but, but if you want to do the math on that, it was like 8,000 plus an hour. And of course I did, and I got a big head and could barely fit my head through the freaking door. I thought I was a real estate god. And you know, when that happens, you know, you get a big head like that, God or the universe or whatever you believe will give you a smackdown. Well, that was 2008. In 2008, I, I, I call them seminars. In 2008, I had a $50 million seminar. It wasn't a failure. It was a seminar, but it was an expensive seminar, my most expensive. And I crashed and burned, man. I lost everything. And, and it was because, and I'll tell you real quickly, because we're all real estate minded. It was because I, my portfolio was two hours, one direction and two hours the other direction, everywhere in between. So I had 800 houses at that time, uh, several apartment complexes. And what was interesting though, and the reason I started my podcast, the Lifetime Cashflow Podcast, is because my single family, I couldn't hold on with my single family portfolio, but my multifamily did just fine through the crash. And if I hadn't cross-collateralized my packages of houses with my apartment buildings, I still have the apartments, but I made them. I was thinking, hey, I'll get a better interest rate and I'll refinance and I'll put them all together. A big mistake, but I lost them all. And the reason is because if you have an apartment complex and for example, logistics is, is the reason, the big reason. Now, now, Florida doesn't have any state income tax, so the t property taxes here are higher, you know, and I was along the coast, so had some flood insurance, had some wind insurance and all these things impact your cash flow. But what really killed me was the logistics. Let's say you've got an apartment complex and you have a maintenance issue and you send someone to fix it or a maintenance guy, you could probably stockpile parts because all the plumbing's the same, all the appliances are typically the same. Yeah. Uh, if you do it right, the HVAC units are the same. So you can stockpile parts. So, but if you send somebody to a house, you know, and, and I had, like I said, I had houses two hours north. So it might take them an hour to get there. Okay. Then they got to figure out what's wrong. Then they got to find a Lowe's or a Home Depot, go buy what they need and then come back. And then if you've ever fixed anything in your house, you realize you got to go back a lot of times. And what could take 30 minutes in a freaking apartment complex takes all day at a house. And you multiply that times eight, uh, 800. And that was the recipe for disaster. Wow. And then, and then coupled with, you know, a lot of my tenant base was in We're the construction. Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they, they lost their jobs. And yes. so, you know, uh, it just imploded, but you know, 50 million, brother, 50 million. Now that was conservative, buddy. Is, I mean, that was like, real. I want network. everybody to like all my listeners to take him a pause. Yeah. No. You and, were and, talking and, about devastation that would probably bury most people. Yes, I mean, it would. Fact. Most and, people want to tap out at that point. No, they, and you know, like in, 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 in the great depression, there were people jumping off buildings that lost less money than I did. And, and so, you know, and, you know, I'm just blessed because I, I got, I got uh, connected with Tony Robbins 20 years ago, and I've been following him around the planet for 20 years. It's been, he, he's, if guys, there's no secondary gain for me mentioning him, but if you can see him, see him while, while he's still speaking, he's fantastic. But, you know, so I was around, the, I, I stayed engaged with making sure to focus on what it was I wanted. So if you'd like, I'll share with your listeners how I've, you know, recovered from losing 50 million to the success I enjoy today, because I thought I was set for life, dude. I mean, I thought, yeah. you know, you know, I figured it, my story that I would tell investors was there's 80 million people getting old and getting cold. So Florida is the golden place. Well, eh, 
you know, uh, it was it was ground zero for the frigging real estate crash. And yeah. so, you know, but yeah, if you if if you'd like, I'll share what I did to oh, yeah, that to, is to build it again. Because you just okay. you just killed yourself here. Right. You, you let you became real vulnerable. Showed us that hey, you're human, and like life happens and things happen, right? Right. But it's the story that you're going to tell next. I think that it's going to be a true inspiration. And I want well, to thank you. And 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 that's my hope. Uh, and because. Again, it's mindset. And so what the reason I was able to recover so quickly, you know, I had the, I mean, I had the a 10 million, eight million dollar house on the beach, this mansion. I owned the beach on one side and I had boat houses on the backside. And, you know, let me give you some examples. I take my students and in my live events, I take people through a goal setting workshop. And let me give you some examples, and I'll, and I'll do that real quick. It will only take a few minutes, but I'll yeah. also, I also want to talk about something that's very, very important as a piece of this, and that is visualizing to manifest what you want, okay? So before I get into the goals, I want to talk about visualizing. Anything great that's ever been done has always been visualized first, okay? And so, you know, uh, and the, and, and in fact, Olympic athletes now, Every Olympic athlete now is taught to visualize the race and really walk through and, and visualize going through the entire race before they do it because it's proven to be so effective. You know, lots of great examples of, of people that have achieved huge success that speak to what they visualized before they did it. A great example is Jim Carrey. Wrote himself a check for $10 million when he was flat broke and he'd look at it. Uh, he'd sit up by the Hollywood sign and look at it and it got tattered. It was in his wallet. And that's about what he made for Dumb and Dumber. Um, Another great example would be um, uh, when Epcot Center was built here in Florida. Walt Disney had already died. And, and a reporter asked Roy Disney, you know, or, or said to Roy Disney, you know, it's a shame Walt didn't get to see this at the grand opening of Epcot Center. You know, they, they were having a grand opening. And, and so this reporter said, it's a shame Walt didn't get to see this. And Roy looked at him and said, buddy, the only reason you're seeing this is because, is because Walt saw this, okay? Uh, you know, I, I'm, yeah. I, I got the names mixed up there, but what Walt... Walt Walt visualized it, and that's why, you know, uh, it happened. I'll give you one more great example about visualization. Before I do that, there's this thing in your brain that's called the reticular activating system. And what it is, is, you know, it's like when you first buy a car, you never really notice them, and then you see them everywhere. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the reticular activating system. I mean, they were always there before, but your, it, it filters out what your brain thinks is important for you to experience, okay? Because there's millions of things happening all the time. You know, your, your, the, what, your, what your clothing feels like against your skin, the, the temperature, what your feet feel like, everything. I mean, so it's filtering. And, and um, that's why goals are so powerful and why visualization is so powerful. But I'll give you one more example that's, that's really cool, and that is, you know, there was this millionaire in New Orleans that um, adopted a classroom in a school. And this particular school, only about, I, I, I'm, I'm, I might be, I'm going to take some poetic license with the facts here, but, but, but they're close, okay? So maybe 15% went to college, okay? Might have been a little more, a little less. But what he did is, is fascinating. He, he took and, and, and sent a bus to this school, picked up all the students, and took them to a college. And they got to experience college life for one day. So they paired them up with a college student. They went to class with them. They went to the cafeteria with them. They went to uh, around campus with them. And they got to see what college was like. Then they went back to the school. And then every day for the next three years, for just a few minutes a day, they would close their eyes and visualize themselves going to college. That's all they did. 
over 80% went to college. That's the power of freaking visualization. So, you know, I want to give you some examples in my personal life that are kind of kind of cool. And and please let me preframe this by saying I'm not bragging because the things I'm going to give you as examples don't even interest me anymore. But when I was 18, I'm going to be a real estate broker. I'm going to sell real estate. So I got to have a four-door car, right? So I bought this Ford four-door Granada. And it was the ugliest freaking thing you've ever seen in your life. Ray, <laughs> just bone ugly. And so, but I worked with a guy, another broker that had a Corvette and he let me drive it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so freaking cool. And this is way before the internet. So I went on the, on, on, into a magazine and I got a picture of a Corvette and I put it on the visor of that bone ugly Granada. And within a year, I had a beautiful Burgundy Corvette. Another car example. This was back when the TV show Magnum PI was out. The actor's name is Tom Selleck, and he drove this red Ferrari 308. And then I thought that was the coolest freaking thing I'd ever seen. So I got a picture of that actual car and put it on the visor of my Corvette. And within a year or two, I had a Maserati look just like that Ferrari. Last example, car example again. I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini. I had the posters on the wall, the Countach, that was the, 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 the model back then with, you know, Jim Tyson. I had the bikini girls washing, you know, that, yeah, that was me. I had all that stuff on my walls. But what's interesting is my son collected models of exotic cars. And if I'd have thought of it, I'd have grabbed one of, one of I have it actually out of, in one of the other buildings here in my compound. But he had a model, he had like 30 models of exotic cars. He had a model of the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I ended up getting, which I ultimately wrecked. But you know, that's another story. But the point is visualization works. When I lived in Denver, I knew that I wanted to live on the beach and there's no beach in Denver, but I would visualize, you know, palm trees and the beach and this and that. And, you know, and it happened. So do not. And again, this stuff doesn't interest me anymore. In fact, I'll show you something that's really kind of cool. Uh, now we're doing this by video and audio, but I've got my planner here. And in the back of this planner, I've had this planner for 20 years. And in the back of this planner, I've got pictures that have been in here for 20 years. Now, the first pictures are pictures of my kids when they were young. They're my gratitude pictures. They're all dog-eared. You can see, Corey, but, but duck together. But, but they're pictures because everything, by the way, gratitude, everything starts with gratitude. You know, when I visualize in the morning, I always go to great gratitude first. But then I've got the pictures, things that I wanted, the houses that I wanted that look just like what I ended up with. It's just insane. Uh, I mean, like like the house that I had on the beach I was talking about. Now the compound, I, I live in a compound now. You know, I lost the house with all everything that happened. I lost the house through that debacle. But I live in a compound now that's, you know, five, six buildings. I've got a beautiful guest house on the water, massive main house. You know, I've got a media building with a theater and a conference center above it. And it, I mean, it's like a park. It's freaking gorgeous. And because God's got a sense of humor, I can see my old house across the bay. <laughs> <laughs> but I had these pictures. Like I've got a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of watches that I don't care about anymore. There's a Lamborghini before I ever got it. Okay. Yeah. The Rolls Royce, all this stuff that I got because I had pictures. So don't underestimate the power of visualization. Those of you listening. Okay. So Let's talk about goals for a minute, okay? Because the, the, the last thing you do after you're done writing your goals in this process I'm going to take you through, which is not your normal process, you've got to get pictures. Like, I've got pictures around me now of the things that interest me now. I've got vision boards, like four or five of them I could show you that I, I look at that have the, you know, I've got one for, the di- one for each of the different things that are important to me now, the charitable things that I want to do. I've got a gratitude vision board as well. Again, gratitude. But let's talk about goal setting. 
So that's the visualization that you're going to want to do after you've got your goals. So I take my students and my, and my live events and, and in my course and everything, I, I go through this, this goal setting workshop and it's really cool. So if you've got the ability to write some notes down, you, you're going to want to do that. You want to pick an hour when you have a lot of energy to do this, okay? Yeah. You also want to make sure you're well hydrated and that you don't do it after you just had a meal because energy is really important for this process. But what you're going to do is you're going to sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life, okay? The big things, the little things, all the stuff, you know, the cars, the boats, the jet skis, the planes, the motorcycles, the, the clothing, the jewelry, all the stuff. And there's nothing wrong with stuff. And goals are very powerful to motivate you. So write down all the stuff. Write down how much money you want in the bank. Write down how much money you want in the bank next year and then how much you want in 20 years or 10 years. And then write down, you know, what's your net income you're going to target for a year and what you're going to target for five years. And just keep writing. And those of you guys that are analytical, don't analyze it. You can scratch it out later. Just keep writing until you can't think of another thing. Then I want you to write down what you want to learn. Okay. So it's not just the stuff. It's, 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 it's more than that. Write down what you want to learn in your life. Like me, I'm going to learn how to fly helicopters. Also going to learn how to play the drums. I've got a drum set over in my conference center that my wife bought me. And I don't even know what end of the stick to use yet, but I'm going to learn how to play those damn drums. And so write down what you want to learn. And then once you're done with that, write down who you want to help. Okay. So this is everything you want to do, be, or have. Now, I was blessed to be able to buy my parents a house on a canal here in Florida and, and a car and took them on cruises. Who do you want to help? Who do you want to do things for? Write that down. You know, I have a charity. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story on that in a minute. But, but, but you know, do you want to help your community? Do you want to help elderly, children, the, the, the pets, dogs, uh, whatever it is? Write down who you want to help. You know, my bucket list still to pay off my brother's houses. That's, that's family. But right. So everything you want to do, be or have. And then when you can't think of another thing, it's not real until it's measurable. So look at each goal, make sure it's measurable, by the way, it can't be, I'm going to lose some weight. It's going to be, I'm going to lose 10 pounds by January 31st and feel freaking great about it. Okay. So make sure it's measurable, but then put a time limit on each goal. Put how many years it's going to take you to achieve each goal. Put a one, a three, a five, a 10, maybe even a 20 remembering that as human beings, we will overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in a decade. Okay. So just remember that. I mean, to, for me to, to, to have that house when I was, you know, in school to, to end up with an $8 million three-story mansion. I mean, this place had a waterfall and I mean, just incredible. I have $150,000 fish tank. I own the beach on one side. I have my boats on the backside, Gulf to Bay. I mean, it was unthinkable. So guys, God's delays are not God's denials. Write it down because I'm going to tell you, you know, it triggers a reticular activating system. That thing in your brain I was talking about yeah. that starts, that's like a homing beacon to get you what you want. And so, and that's the thing I forgot to mention. When you're writing your goals, take the lid off your brain. Do not limit yourself. There are no limits at all. I mean, look at people yeah. like, like, like Elon Musk. He's got $3 billion startups. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it, there's nothing you can't do. So, um, back to, back to the goal. So you've, you've put a number by each goal. Then I want the, and, and then I want you to pick out four goals. You're going to pick out your number one goal, the juiciest goal on that list. Okay. And if you've got more than one, that's equally exciting. Just pick one. Cause it's not going to matter for what we're going to do next. Then I also want you to pick your top three, one year goals. So you're pulling four goals. You're putting them on another piece of paper. And I will tell you, 
most people stop here. In fact, most people don't even get this far. People spend yeah. more time. People spend more time planning Christmas or a birthday party than they do designing their lives. Okay. So you're, if you've done this, you're already ahead of 99.9% of the people on the planet. Okay. Yes. So pull your four goals. Now, the next piece is really important. You need to write down why each one of those goals is an absolute must. Okay. Because it's the why that's going to drive you so that I can show my my wife, what success looks like, or my husband, what success looks like. So, so we can go do whatever we want and go wherever we want and bring whoever we want, whenever we want, whatever it is for you, write it down. And, and words are very powerful. So pick emotionally charged words like massive and incredible and amazing and, and use these words. Cause this is the fuel, my friends, this is the fuel that's going to yeah. drive you. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. most people will listen to a podcast or they'll come to a live event or, or buy a course and they'll never do a damn thing with it. 90% of them don't do anything with it. And, and the reason is because they're either, they're either fearful, they've got limiting beliefs. And I spend a lot of time on live events working on that, or they don't have their, they're not, they don't have clarity with their goals. Clarity is power. You yeah. need to know exactly what it is you want. Cause how the heck are you going to get it? If you don't know what it is you want and you have to know exactly why you want it. So you're going to write down why it's an absolute must, not a should. And then, you know, we, I, you say to yourself, I should do this. Oh, I should have done that. I should do this. And we end up shooting all over ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, you got to make it a must. So you write down why it's an absolute must. Now, once you put the positive reasons why, so I can show my, my, fam- my kids what success looks like. Once you've done that, put some pain in there. If you don't achieve the goal, what's going to happen? And I will tell you, as human beings, we will do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. Again, this is the fuel. So you're going to put, so I don't fail my family. So I don't fail my kids. So I don't. You you uh, bring up a big point. I want to just interject here because a lot of my listeners know this story. And and I think I just, I told it on your podcast, but of me and and my son, me failing as a father, right? That was, it was one of the biggest motivators. I was like, I will never allow that to happen again. Right. It was was painful. I, I remember I you telling me I it was painful. Oh my God. But yeah. I, I, it wasn't like it was a must. I will never right. allow myself to do this again. Right. Right. It's a yes. motivator. Yeah. Yes. And, 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 and that's, that was an epiphany for you. I remember when we talked, that was an epiphany for you. And, and that really changed the direction of your life. Oh my and, God. And that's what we're doing here, guys. We're putting some pain in. Um, so you don't have to suffer through what Corey did with his son and, and the pain of, of his seeing the anguish because he wasn't at his son's game. You know, we, we reach tipping points and this will help you with that. So put, so I don't live a life of regret. So I don't fail my spouse. So I don't fail my kids, you know, make it freaking painful because that's, what's going to get you out of bed early in the morning, stay up late at night to work this thing. You know, on my podcast, I've interviewed people that have, that have built multi-million dollar portfolios on the side with kids, with other full-time jobs, because they, they knew they had to do it. They wanted it as bad as they want to breathe. Okay. And this is what gives you that juice. This is that fuel. You know, a lot of people are comfortable, which is, and I come, I've got a sign on my wall right here from Grant Cardone, who I've had on my show that says comfort kills, comfort absolutely kills. Okay. And, and so in fact, I'll show, show those of you, if you have this on yeah. YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we will. Yeah, so you can see comfort kills and focus, grind now, play later. Okay, so, you know, and I'm telling you that 
that magnificent life of your dreams is right on the other side of comfort. You don't have to get uncomfortable very long, but you got to get uncomfortable to make it happen. That's and this is the, happens. Yeah, this is the fuel. So you write down the positive and negative whys, and then I'm, I'm going to tell you to do one more thing. And I just started incorporating this, and I really love this. Well, first of all, you need to write down one big thing and one small thing that you're going to do for each one of those goals immediately because it's not real until you schedule something towards its attainment, okay? So write down one big thing and one little thing that you're going to do immediately. But then I'm going to have you write down the kind of person it would take to achieve those goals, okay? Who is it going to take to achieve those goals? Something like a, a driven, motivated, loving, passionate powerhouse, Whatever it is for you, write down the description of who it's going to take to achieve those goals because you, it's kind of like an identity statement. And I would start it out with the words, I am. Like I showed you on the wall there, I've got I am success. I am a business genius. Anything you put I, the words I am in front of is an identity statement. And yeah, there's that no- is so true. Rod, yeah. man, before I started raising money, before I learned that uh, I used to sit there <laughs> reading on the porcelain throne, <laughs> but I would be saying, I am a money magnet. Yeah. People want to call, people want to give me their money. I know how to uh, make money grow. I am a real estate investor. Yeah. Right? Anything you put I am in front of and you and you bring it into you with your intensity this morning. I'm not I'm not going to BS you. I was running this morning in my exercise room screaming. I am focus. I am determination. Uh, you know, uh, God's wealth flows through me in avalanches of abundance. Thank you, God. I was screaming that at the top of my lungs three hours ago. OK, because affirmations are very, very powerful. People ask my kids, does he really do this stuff? And I absolutely do this stuff. And, but, but, but guys, there is no greater power in the human psyche than the need to remain consistent with how we identify ourselves. So I am is very powerful. So, so, so write that, that statement of the person that it's going to take to achieve this with, I am at the front. I am a driven, successful, motivated, loving, contributing, whatever it is, use words and, and very, very powerful because you want to identify with this person that's going to, that's going to create that life of your dreams. So the last thing that I'll, I want to mention here, so, so that's it. Then you go get pictures of your goals. You put them around you. I, I showed you mine. I mean, this yeah, stuff works, guys. That's good. I'm and, loving this, man. Good. Then, so you got the pictures. Now, I, I do want to share one thing with you, though, that's really important as it relates to goals. And that is, so I built that magnificent house on the beach. This, and I've dreamt about this thing for 20 years. I mean, it was unimaginable when I was 18, but I knew I wanted it. So I kept thinking about it. I mean, yep. magnificent house. I, just wine cellar, elevator. I could go on and on. 85 feet of 10-foot high glass. 10 feet big in a house. 10-foot high glass, butt together. It's like I was living on the bay on one side. I had like almost 2,000 square feet of balconies. I mean, just incredible. But anyway, I finished this house. Two months after I built it, I'm floating in the pool at night. It's dark, but the pool's changing colors. I got fiber optic lighting, so it's changing colors at night. And, and two months after I built it, my family's sleeping inside. I'm looking up at this giant testament to my ego. I mean, this truly, I, I built it to show the world I was good enough. And, and right. that's another conversation we could have. How you know That's a driver. And a lot of people don't feel like they're good enough. And you can use that to build the life of your dreams. But in this case, I realized... I, I, what happened two months after I built this, I got really depressed. And that's what I want to share with your listeners real quick. And that is when I look back, well, let me back up. I got really depressed and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I've achieved this incredible success. I mean, 
I, by society standards, at least, I, incredible success. I've got a beautiful family inside. But when I look back on it now, I realize there were two things happening. I, so what did I do? I went out and bought some books and, and, and you know, I got Zig Ziglar and Dale Carnegie and, and I got a Tony Robbins book. This was 20 years ago. And uh, I think it was Awaken the Giant Within. He, all his books are great. But, yeah. but I started reading it and I said, like, man, I really like what I'm hearing here. So I went and saw him. And, and of course, like I said, I've followed him around the planet for 20 years now. It's just his technology is fantastic. In fact, I just went to an event in December uh, that I've been to 14 times. Okay, I could teach wow. this event, but I, I'm always working on something new. Guys, and this is the point here. Well, let me back up. I, I, happiness does not come from the goals. Yes, the goals will pull you. They'll propel you. They'll drive you. But that's not what happiness comes from. If you think that you're going to achieve, achieve, achieve to be happy, I'm going to tell you, don't do that. Happily achieve. Okay, and run away because I gotta I gotta show because this is my here's what I believe. All right, let me see it. I don't know if you can read that. Does it read it? No, the journey is the reward. The journey that thank you, thank you. It's it's the progress and the growth that makes you happy. It's yes. not the ultimate outcome. And so the lesson that I got was was you got to keep growing. It was because see I didn't have a vision for the future at that point. It was like I'd accomplished everything I ever set my mind to. And so, you know, like the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. You got to have a vision for the future. So my point here is if you've, you know, if you're about to achieve a big goal, by God, you better have some other goals lined up behind it. You know, people think I'll work and work and work and retire. Let me tell you something. You don't, you, you can't stop. You know, you, you've got to love what it is you do, but you never stop. You keep going. So the other thing that was going on that, that I discovered later um, was I went and saw Tony and I got, you know, I was back and I, and I got it all back, but I, I saw that he fed families and I had been focused on rod, rod, rod. I was pretty narcissistic and, you know, and ended up losing my family actually over my, my, I got, went through a divorce and, and all that. But I saw Tony and I saw that he fed families. I'm like, man, that's really cool. He fed him for, for Christmas because somebody fed his family once for Christmas. And so I said, you know what, screw it. I'm going to feed five families this year. This was 20 years ago. Yeah. And I'm blessed to say now that I have fed over 65,000 children here in Sarasota and Bradenton over the last 20 years. We've done over 10,000 backpacks filled with school supplies. We've done thousands of teddy bears to local police departments for officers to keep in their cars when they encounter a child that's experienced a traumatic event. And because what was going on with me back then is I was successful, but I was unfulfilled. Okay. There's a big difference yes. between success and fulfillment. And so, you know, to get fulfillment, you got to focus outwardly. It can't be rod, rod, rod. It's got to be, what can you do for, for the community? And that's the message I want to leave with your listeners. And that is, I know you want success if you're listening to Corey and financial success, but I'm here to tell you that that success without fulfillment is not success. I've interviewed literally mega millionaires on my show. I know you have two Corey, I've even billionaires. And some of them, believe it or not, are successful, but they're not happy because they're not fulfilled because they haven't discovered that, that, that we are put on this earth to contribute in some fashion. Anything in the universe that, that doesn't contribute, frankly, gets eliminated. Okay. Yes. So, yes. so whatever you do, you don't have to do anything as big as I just said, but make sure you incorporate giving back in some fashion into your life because that's what gives your life richness and meaning. So anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. I've been groaning ah, ah, on and on Rod, and on. Here. No, Rod, listen, <laughs> I have been entertained, my friend. Awesome. I, I just went through, I mean, I took a, lots of notes. Um, awesome. First of all, I just want to tell you, I, I, I love your passion. I Thanks, mean, honestly, I, I really just, I, I, I truly feel this is, you are not 
BS and this is not made up. This is not a fiction story or like, you know, this is truly who you are. And you shared, you know, to say that you're, you were a narcissist, right? I, I really was man. And, like, and, and yeah, who says that in today's times, I see people all the time. They're all about, and, but you discovered that and, and, and look, I mean, gosh, I love your story. I resonate thanks, with Thanks, you. buddy. Thanks, buddy. I it's painful. Say, it's painful, you know. And I mean, you know, I tell the story of my live event of having to tell my baby girl that we were getting a divorce. Worst day of my life, man. Yeah. And but but you know, there's silver linings in everything. And you know, when you look back you learn, on this, right? You learn all that stuff. Oh, I got it back so much faster. I mean, I'm back. And like I said, because God's got a sense of humor, I get to look at my old house every day. But but you know, and I'm and. And life is about giving back. I mean, I've got a yes. wall here oh covered with thank you cards from people that have bought properties because, you know, because of my influence, because of my training. And, and yes. it just, I get almost one a day or an email or a phone call. And I, you, I know you do too, buddy. And, yeah. and, and, and it's the best uh, reward, right? Hey, listen, right. when you get a certain, like, I always say too, like money is not the most, uh, it's not the factor that drives me anymore. I no. got enough money right now. But I still have to have goals and, and things that drive me because sure. or I'm stagnant. And if I get stagnant, you know, I might as well be dead. Right. right. So I, we're put on this earth to to affect the world. Right. And you can. Hey, we have two hands, one to pull ourselves up and one to pull somebody up behind us, brother. Amen. And that's that's yeah. the bottom line, by the way. I've got a free book. It's going on Amazon literally within the next 30 days for I probably 25, 30 bucks. But I'll give it to your listeners if they want it. It's oh, 200, yeah. 200 pages about lifetime cash flow through real estate to, for buying multifamily properties. 200 pages, no fluff. If they want it, they can just text Rod to 41411 and I'll give it to them for free. Uh, but it's going on Amazon literally in about three, three or four weeks. In fact, by the time this episode airs, it's probably going to be on Amazon. But they can still get it for free with that link. Oh, that's awesome. Thank um, yeah, you. no, it, it's it's real good. I've given away thousands, tens of thousands of copies, actually. But oh, but man. anyway, so listen, brother, uh, I really <laughs> appreciate you having me on the show, man. I, 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 I feel I like all I did was talk, but. Well, no, listen, you, you know, a lot of times motivation is the biggest, like, that is mindset. I talk about it. Your, my, my clothes on every podcast is just this, is that if you believe it, you can achieve it, right? Yep. Your paradise is possible, but it's it starts right here. Yeah. Right. It really yeah. does. And yeah. you yeah. put that into even further of, of putting it down on paper to visualize it, to see it, to, to, to meditate on it, to, yeah. to, to claim it with I am statements. Uh, yeah, let me add one. Let me add one thing. You just said something that I, I realized uh, that I should mention. You said habitualize it. That is so freaking important. And, you know, I listened to Tim Ferriss's podcast and he interviews, you know, world-class performers, about the only podcast I listened to. And, 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 one thing that's interesting is they all have all these people across multi, you know, cross generational uh, businesses, athletes, uh, entertainment people. They all have a morning ritual. And so I want to share this real quick. I've got a morning ritual where I sit and um, I sit and I look at my vision boards. And but before I do, I sit there and I close my eyes. And this is a five minute process. You can do it in bed. You can do it in. in I do it in this chair behind me. You can see behind me. I just sit and I'm grateful for the things that I have in my life. And that takes one minute. And then, then what I do is part of this visualization is I'm grateful for the things that I want as if I already have them. Okay. And this is so freaking powerful, guys. Those of you listening, if you do this, I promise you, you will get whatever it is that you're, that you're consciously th that thinking about. So you, so you visualize it. 
as if you already have it. Sometimes I'll even get emotional about it. You know, like I'll visualize my children's children to kind of protect them, you know, to, to, to manifest that them having children in my life and, you know, things like that. But anyway, that morning ritual is so powerful. Uh, and, and there's a great book about that as well. Hal Elrod's book, the miracle morning. And I give it to all my students, uh, you know, about, getting up earlier and exercising and visualizing and journaling to, to manifest these things you want in life. Anyway, I, be, I better stop talking, buddy. Well, I, no, hey, listen, Rod, <laughs> thanks again. Hey, what's the, give us your podcast again. So everybody sure, can it's, it's lifetime, lifetime cash flow through real estate investing. Um, and, um, and, the, and the book, how to get the, the they, book, get the they book. just text the, text the word Rod to 41411 and, and we'll give them a copy. And it's, awesome. it's really, really good. Thanks, my Rod, friend. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Hey, listen, if you're out there, remember, if you believe it, you can achieve it. Your paradise is possible. Love it, brother. <laughs>